Okay, if you're here for the safe schools thing, why don't you just come into the middle? That'd be really helpful. Thanks. Good on you. And if perhaps you could come up towards the front, because this is this is designed to be quite interactive. It's not me about preaching what it's all about. It's about getting a conversation and dialogue going on what it's a pretty difficult type topic. Now hopefully this, as, as we have stated, this is really about starting the conversation. It's, it's really about um, helping you starting to engage in what the issues are. And this particular thing on safe school, schools is really designed for you to be aware of what's going on politically and secondly it was as Christian parents as Christian grandparents as parents who need to make decisions about what you're going to do with your kids what are the principles that will guide you because it's an important conversation to have Uh, so firstly what do we know about this Safe schools, stroke, kids safe. Sorry? Yes? Yep, that's part of it. So Jan has said it's about making an environment safe for all school kids based on gender, based on sexual preference, based on these things. I will, um, I'll read the program aims. I've got it here on the website. The program aims of this particular legislation. It's not compulsory. Schools can sign up for it. Predominantly most secular schools are signing up for it. And so you need to know that it's not compulsory. I, that I don't know. Jeff, I don't know whether you have the right to be removed from that. You can opt out, yeah. So there is an opt-out option. <laughs> I doubt. That that's going to be a decision that you need to make with your school. Uh, that that's contractually, can they force you to teach something? I don't know. That's something you're going to have to ask. So, so the program aims, I just want to read this so you understand. I, I was shocked when I started reading through this document. Uh, up until... Recently, I haven't read through it. And that's probably to my shame because this is important as Christian parents. We need to understand what's trying to be forced down the funnel upon our kids. The program aim is to increase respect and inclusion of lesbian, uh, gay, bisexual, transsexual, and what's the I stand for? Inclusive or insects? Is it insects? Intersex, yeah. People, by challenging stereotypes and increasing empathy through exploring relatable real-life issues. (laughs) I read that, and as a Christian reads that, the hair should stand up on the back of your head. Because that, the stereotype they are challenging is God's design. Straight up. Biblically, they're challenging Genesis 1 and Genesis 2. God created man and woman for one of the purposes was to procreate the earth. 
Male and female, he created them. So right at the start, this is challenging the very element of one, a creator God, and two, God's design for humanity. Because they're challenging stereotypes and they want everyone to have empathy towards all lifestyles. The second aim is to reduce homophobic and and transphobic behaviour and discrimination in schools and the wider community by increasing understanding of the impact of the behaviour and discrimination on people's health and well-being. So what they're trying to do here with this particular thing is saying, okay, we're now turning it from a gender issue, moving it from a gender issue to a broader holistic view of what goes on in a community. Once again, it's undermining God's standards. It's undermining biblical truth as we understand it. And then finally, it says we want to provide practical strategies and skills to enable students to create a school environment that recognizes and celebrates the diversity of each person's unique sexuality, gender identity, or intersex status. This program is designed for year seven and year eight children as part of physical education and health. That's the target age bracket that the legislation or the, it's not legislation, but the uh, particular training is designed for. There's been some talk that that may actually cascade down to younger folks. Okay, so that's, that's the issue before us. So what are our options as Christians? That's what I want to know. What are our options as Christians when we're faced with this? Hmm? Yeah, there is a political option. You can vote against, you can use a right to vote. Yes, correct. Prayer is an option. Yeah. Well, you can opt out. You see, you can opt out. But, you know, what, what are your, what is, as a, as a parent who's thinking about. No, I think a, a, an individual child, if you as a parent said, I don't want my child involved with that program in year seven and eight, they don't have to be involved at this stage. Yes. Yeah. What are some other things that you think are important for us? Speak up in what sort of way? That is key. That is a key, Michael. That that is the respect issue in the in the dialogue. Yeah. It's like the pro-life people who want to kill a doctor going into the abortion clinic. Makes no sense, does it?
Yeah, you're going to have that issue. If you pull a child out, then obviously the reverse will occur. Yeah, I want to just go back there because I think that's, as Christian parents, what can we do? What are the options that we can do? And I think that's important to understand. We do have options, right? The option is, as you said, Christian schooling, right? That is an option. But it's an expensive option. It's not an option for everybody. Yep. Absolutely key fundamental thing. Um, we're now in a, in, a, in a society where as parents, as Christians' parents, we need to take this thing very, very seriously. Because everything that's been touted in here is anti-God. That's the world we live in. You know, and Romans talks about this. Romans chapter 1 talks about it, that at the end of the day, Society will worship the creature rather than the creator. And the behaviours that are displayed in that are these types of things we've read. They'll continually erode. So as Christian parents, this is, this is a, a vital thing. We need to understand the issues and we need to have a strong biblical theology about who we are in Christ. We have a strong theology about the fact that God has created man and woman for his purpose. And this needs to be trained back to our kids. It needs to be a consistent thing. And you can't allow, you know, you can't take your hands off in this particular regard. As parents, it's a, especially, because, okay, this is, this is not an option for a lot of people, right? The other option there, and this would never be an option for Julie and I, would be this one. Man, if we, if we did that, homeschool, we would we'd have no hair left. But 
you know, that is an option, and it's good for some. Some will say, okay, I want to actually provide an environment where I can control what the input is. The third option is you maintain your secular school. Yeah. Yep. Yep. This may be forced upon them. Yep. Yep. That's an important question to ask, and, and that may be an issue. That may be an issue long term. We don't know at this stage. But, you know, these are really the options you have. But in all those options, this still is primary. No matter if your kids are at a Christian school, please don't divorce your responsibility to teach and train your children about what's right and what's wrong. If your grandparents don't not take the opportunity to get your grandkids around you and say, hey, God created man and woman. There is only two genders, male and female. And talk about that. There's wonderful resources for your younger families put out by Campus Crusade. Family Ministries, they have four books talking about um, sex, predominantly, and goes through stages. We'll get some titles for you. Wonderful resource to teach your children through that. God's design around um, sexuality. And it starts right through. It's kind of funny because uh, there's four books, and when we, we trained our kids through this, and you can start at quite a young age. But the final book is quite explicit right so it's sort of book four by sort of the age seven grade seven and eight it's a little bit later in life and the kids get oh we have to book four yet are we have to book four yet no you're not to book four yet no book four will come <laughs> I don't know I was more frightened of Julie and I or <laughs> but book four will be there we'll talk about that but that's an active thing to do talk about these things you know Deuteronomy talks about training your children Deuteronomy 6 and it talks about it being a lifelong, daily occupation. You provide a biblical worldview. And that's the only way you're going to survive in that environment. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's not too early. I, I think we need to be, be, as Christians, really talking about this. Hey, guys, what's happening here in the world is anti-God. It's anti-God. Why is it anti-God? Because the world hates him. But here's the truth. So in our homes, we need to uphold the Bible. That's God's truth.
absolutely agree. You know, the church has a role to play in this as well. But we're still not parents, you know. We're not the primary, but the church, we do have a role to play in this. Exactly what you say. Our kids, in the last couple of years, went through uh, Norwood Secondary School. Okay, we, got, we arrived back, and Eli had had two years. Emma had four. We noticed a significant change between Eli's two years and Emma's four years at the acceptance of the stuff and in our conversations. But the, question, the thing that we had to continually do was dialogue and continually point him back to the fact, especially him, uh, well, what does the Bible teach on that? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And you will face persecution. Well, let's, let's not be fluff around this issue. If you choose to stand in the public space and t- stand up for what is biblical, you will face persecution. And the thing is to do that with grace and love. My view of Captain Cook has just changed. <laughs> Thanks for that, Steve. <laughs> And, and you're right, there will be liberal parts of theology that will accept this, lock, stock and barrel. They will say, no, this is the way God designed. The reality is people are given over to their sin. The thing of homosexuality, gay, uh, lesbian, all these things that are turned, it's it's a sinful practice. You can't move away from it. That's what it is. It's beyond God's design. And uh, so we will stand on the Bible on that. And we may be a minority in that. We may be in a minority. Yeah. No. They won't accept God, so therefore you're going to always... And you're going to have to walk away. All right? Because... No, and you're going to have to realise that the Bible says, "Okay, their minds have been darkened, and the gospel is foolishness to them." And you're going to have to accept that, and you're just going to have to pray that the Spirit of God opens their heart. That's our responsibility, and witnessing is to pray that the Spirit of God is going to break their hearts open to see the folly of their ways. 
But the reality is it still doesn't solve the issue of living in this society and training our children. And I think we've got to be far more vigilant in that. And every day, take the opportunity. Um, take the opportunity to take biblical truth and bring it into your kids. If they're age 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, it doesn't matter what age it is. Live your faith in front of your kids. When you have an argument as husband and wife, make sure your kids see the other side when you have forgiveness. Make sure your kids see the opportunity of confession and the power of the gospel in your life. Because that's what will gravitate them to actually working through this. We're done. No, it's not legislation as yet. No, it's not as yet. Um, it is a. It's still a voluntary thing by schools. They can sign up to the, the coalition. To teach this stuff, they give them more funding. So there's a carrot in there. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yep. I've got two documents for that. Okay, so um, there's a Are Your Kids Safe? And this is put together, it's worth having a read. We're not going to align ourselves. And then this one here is very helpful. This is an Australian Christian Values Chart. It has 21 primary val Christian values and the way uh, different parties will view that. It's helpful. We don't want to direct anyone to who you vote for. Okay? That's not my role as a pastor. My role is to, to love you and pastor you. <laughs> All right, I'm not, a, I'm not a politician. I'm a preacher. <laughs> Both these documents help explain that and give you some clarity around what you can do, voting-wise. Um, so that that's important. Yeah, Victoria has rolled over quite quickly on this. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll leave these here. You can take a copy if you need them. Um, we're going to change. If you've got another seminar you'd like to go to, that's good. I hope it's helpful. As I said, it's just a start. And the really important thing from us, from a pastoral perspective, is this thing here. And 
We want to encourage you and help you, give you resources to have that biblical worldview as you, as you exercise with your kids. Thanks.